From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here this morning. Couple of Ole Miss baseball nuggets we'll discuss today. We've got our first um, I guess March Madness moment, if you want to call that. Chattanooga hitting a uh, buzzer beater to get in last night. Uh, Calvin Ridley suspended for a year by the NFL for gambling on professional football. Those and more things coming up today on the show. The show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Remember, lunch specials, five sixty nine, two sides bread. 32-ounce drinks, plenty of things in the hot case. You've got uh, chicken, pork, ribs. You can even call ahead, and they'll wrap it up and have it ready to go, wet or dry, whatever you would like, from a rib selection there from the Oxford Exxon and multiple Blue Sky locations throughout Mississippi. Remember to open up the Exxon mobile app. You can take a picture of the QR code. You can just open up the uh, the app as well and uh, save 10 bucks. You get 1,000 bonus points, $10 right there from uh, the Blue Sky location here in Oxford. And again, come to from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He will uh, send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. Get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Guest join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters, music and food on the square in Oxford. Great place to enjoy a, a po' boy, a burger, appetizer, great beer selection, full bar, and more there at Rafters, music and food on the square in Oxford and also in New Albany. So, um, <clears throat> let's see. I don't think we have going on. Some, I haven't seen a line or anything for tomorrow night because gambling at least would be one thing to discuss. Um, Baseball is scheduled against Memphis tonight at 6.30, but the forecast is god-awful for that period of time. It is like 100% between maybe 4 and 9, 4 and 10, 5 and 10, something like that. So the odds of the Tigers coming to town and playing the Rebels tonight is 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 not very high. Obviously, much like Arkansas State, had that been canceled, you you can get this one in. It's not going to be the end of the world to play at some point. And Ole Miss is scheduled a little weird the next two weeks. I'm not, I'm not 100% Mike is overly concerned with it tonight, if I'm honest. It's a 50% chance of rain at 2, 97 at 3, 99 at 4, 100 at 5, 6, and 7, 87 at 8, 73 at 9, 63 at 10. So really we just need to start it at 10. It doesn't drop below 50% until midnight. So we started at 10, we're good. Sure. Be done by like 115. It's just the easy thing to do. It's Memphis just say, hey, we're not playing today. It's just so simple. We'll catch you later. I, I don't know why people make this complicated. I've, I've never really. Well, a lot of the reasons because they don't want to stack these midweeks later in the year yeah. because of pitching purposes. Sure. They try to get as many done early as humanly possible. And it's not as big of a deal in a week when you're playing Alcorn tomorrow because you can use some different picture pitchers and different things. I mean, Alcorn's, Alcorn's 0-7 on the season. Um, so, stop playing Alcorn. They hurt your RPI for no reason. Right. You're better off playing. Play Belmont or UAB or somebody. And if you lose, you lose. Like, is, that like, is that like if he dies, he dies? No. Had, had a bit of a, a, if, a, a, if a tone there. Death has a certain, you know, 
finality to it. A midweek loss in a baseball game. Yeah, just your cadence. You, you doesn't. It just I I don't I, you lose you lose. I just I play I schedule games. I'm I'm sitting, I've been looking at I was I've been writing getting ready for postseason base basketball stuff trying mm-hmm. to kind of analyze things and because and frankly when you cover this beat it becomes the best thing you ever write is the obituary. Um, it's part of the obituary of this team is the scheduling. You become irrelevant by December because of your scheduling. Had you played better non-cons? You'd still have some hope, and you'd be better conditioned for what was coming in the league. That's just reality. It pisses people off, but it's true. Schedule people. Schedule people. It makes you tougher at the Whatever end. it takes, because it is hard to schedule. Then go get on the road yeah. and go play games. Yeah. That that midweek, that, that December game against... Just take December on the road, frankly. Yeah, just go do something. Toughen your team. That game at so that you can have Christmas vacation night and play the same damn clips over and over and over, four years in a row, ten years in a row, whatever it is, so that you can play whoever the hell it was they played that day. It, it doesn't do you any good. Is that Sanford? I, I can't remember. The more you look at it, the more you're like, you scheduled poorly. You scheduled poorly compared to Alabama and LSU and Auburn. and The scheduling here is not purposeful, to be frank. I think I'm going to end up being kind of critical over the next few days over where this basketball program is. And I, 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 I know that that's probably not best for business and it's probably not best for relationships and stuff, but I think it's being honest. I think, I think you have to evaluate it honestly and say, there's more to it here. And it's not, I'm not on the fire anybody brigade. That's not my job. But if you're going to evaluate it and evaluate it honestly, I think you've got to look at it and go, there's more here than just an injury. This is not just Deshaun Ruffin got hurt. It's deeper than that. There's a complacency that goes beyond the head coach, frankly. It goes into the, the department about the way that you schedule. You, you've, you've got to take a look at what the changing landscape, and maybe you make it harder, and maybe the number doesn't look as good at the end. This was always the criticism of Kennedy, and frankly, it was valid at times. You know, the, they, they ran numbers up because their scheduling was bad. They're scheduling to win 20 games, not scheduling to make your team tournament ready. Mm-hmm. They're doing it again. And now you can't pile on AK. It's not, he's not here and been gone for a while now. So this is, this is it's, it's systemic. And they used to say, well, it's the tad pad. Well, you don't play there anymore. Hadn't played there in a while. Kermit never coached a game as the Ole Miss head coach in the Tad Pad. Mm-hmm. So this is deeper than that. It's systemic. It's the way you schedule. What are the arguments for poor scheduling? It's it's hard to get flights in and out and things like that. Yeah. Like that's what I've heard over time. I think time. so. Yeah. I think so. So, I mean, but the answer is, right, is we'll figure it out. Maybe you got to cut some deals. But they have a lot of these games. Like you look at their schedule in November, December. Like, what did did this prepare you for anything? Because the answer appears to be no. 
And maybe they just weren't good enough, and it well, would say I don't know that it would have mattered. And it maybe I, it, I don't think it's a preparation. Maybe issue. it wouldn't have mattered, but that to me, that's like, well, you know, the whole the whole. Well, you just judge it on the result. I, I do think I, I I do think if you look at successful people, it's process. Yeah, I don't think it had any impact on this season. I think you, however, starting in the negative from a program going into a year standpoint. Yeah, both those things true at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't going to be a tournament team because they played Butler and Marquette in the non-con. But no. like the Marquette game, by the way. Up. Well, the Marquette game ended up being a pretty big loss because yeah. they—I forgot—they actually played. Marquette. They played Marquette, Marquette whose out. net is thirty-seven. Okay, and had a chance to win that game and lost it. And by losing in that particular tournament, they lost they, they out up, on a game against West Virginia, right? I think so. And ended up playing Elon, who's in the two fifties. Okay, two sixty, as a matter of fact. Okay. And then they played Boise. Yeah. Which turned out to be okay. They lost okay. the game, but they're fine. There's there's a lot of spin. It's like, well, Western was pretty good. No, they're not. Sanford's really good. Sanford's net is 173. You lost to a net 173 at home. Stop. This is this runs deeper than Deshaun Ruffin was hurt. He just does. The more you look at it, the more you're like, wait, there's more here. That's why I'm really interested, whether it ends on Wednesday or Thursday, I'm really interested to hear what people say in postgame. Is there a kind of, a, for lack of a better word, a bit of a come-to-Jesus moment about it? Because if you're going to run this back, you at some point, you being Keith Carter, calling it who it is, has to explain why. I think. Not, not to me, because it doesn't matter. And what I think doesn't matter. What the fans think, it matters. Because you, those are the ones that you're saying, hey, we need you to invest your time. We need you to invest your money. We need you to invest your energy, your emotions. Keep the tickets. Not only keep the tickets, but come to the games. Physically bring yourself to the game. That, that's why I always say attendance matters. Because attendance shows... Effort. Intention. Yeah. I can buy a ticket to a game. I can buy tickets to games all over the country and not go. It's just my money then. But if I'm going to actually go to the game, I've got to get up. I've got to get dressed. I mean, seriously, this sounds elementary, but I've got to get in my car. A lot of times it's cold. A lot of times it's wet. I've got to go park. I've got to walk. I've got to get in. I've got to... All those things that you have to do to go to a game. And then I've got to get in my car afterwards and I've got to drive home, whether that's to Oxford or Madison or Corinth or wherever. There's intention that's involved. And when you see an empty arena, and it's been pretty empty this year, that's a lack of intention. Mm-hmm. And that's I don't criticize that. I've always said when you get into the, hey, we have a crappy fan base, that is a sh- just pardon my language here. That is a shitty argument. That is a bad, bad, bad argument. That that argument does not hold water. That is your kid coming home from school going, "I made a D, but so did everyone else." Well, did you study? Everyone else made a D, Dad. Yeah. Did you study? I, I, look, Dad. There was stuff on that test that the teacher didn't tell us it was coming. Those are all crappy arguments. Those are loser arguments. Well, our fan base is just kind of sucky. No, no, it's not. That's not your job is to motivate those people 
to have enough intention to come to your games. Yeah. Auburn's fan base was kind of psyche. Yeah, it wasn't this year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so you look around and you like you look at Ten- like Lebo and those. It was sucky during those areas. Yeah, you you look at, at Tennessee the other night. Jesus, who's that person? I'm putting uh, them in in timeout like a thousand times. I'm gotcha. hiding it. I don't. I'm doing the best again here. Oh, wow. Yeah, go ahead. Like you look at Tennessee the other day. It's a big building. It's there's been years when that was not a hot ticket. The place was packed. Look around the country. People do it. You, you. I've said this before. You, you can't watch the March stuff and say we don't want to be a part of that. Just dismiss that. Ah, oh, well, that's not us. Nah, that's flawed. It's literally the equivalent of Vanderbilt looking at football and going, "Well, it doesn't matter." Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, you're you're out of your mind. How do we get rid of this? I mean, I seriously have. Oh, let's see. I've done it before. I've I've hid the user multiple times. We have a bot in our stream for the uh Oh, they're different ones every time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're very popular, apparently, you know? Very popular, yeah. We've been overtaken by some, some bots at the moment, so. Anyway. Hey, Chet's here. Hey, Chet, good morning. No, I've never, I can honestly say that I've never, I've never been on Only OnlyFans. Not really your jail? Yeah, don't really. I mean, how long is this person going to keep I'm 52 this 52 years old. Are we going to spend an hour sitting here putting a bot away? I'm, I mean, not, I'm not particularly motivated at this point, you know, in my life. They're 30 years ago, maybe. 30 years now, no. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting popped pretty good by the bot right now. Sorry. Anyway. No, I mean, the irony is that, I mean, you know, hell, northeast Mississippi is one of the more basketball-rich areas in the south. I mean, they're obsessed with it in areas up there. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's not just the, not the fan base. No. I mean, as I said, there's lots of reasons why it's frankly uncool to like basketball right now for a segment of the fan base. That's a, And that's always an underlying thing, yeah. if we're honest. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, you have your, you know, you, again, you have your your diehards in every sport. It's not everybody. It's not it's not an all inclusive thing. Yeah, but anyway, what kind of my observation? Five o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, Mizzou. Five, five o'clock tomorrow. Somebody said Ole Miss is a three point favorite. Really? I'm, I'm yeah, I don't. I mean, said that. Ole Miss is one hundred eight in the net. Mizzou's one fifty three. Mizzou is. It feels like a matchup issue for Ole Miss. Eleven and twenty overall, five and thirteen in the league. Whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, can sure, Gron. Yeah, can. Uh, uh, he says, can basketball ever be number two at Ole? Sure, Miss? of course. Yeah, he can. Of course. If Ole Miss got really, really good at basketball, the publicity and the stuff would overtake baseball. Of course. Yeah. Yes. It's easier to follow from a fan standpoint. Well, I mean, I guess your argument would be, is basketball number two at LSU? Yeah. 
You think it is? Absolutely. No question. From a fan base standpoint? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Basketball's been big there for a long time. No, I didn't say not big. Is it bigger than baseball? Yes. You think so? Absolutely. No question. It's bigger in Arkansas than baseball. Yeah, I know that. That one's not close. That's not really. LSU's the one where I'm contemplating. Arkansas, I agree, without even a thought. Um, because your school's in the league where you can make that you can make that argument or that conversation. It's Ole Miss, State, LSU, maybe South Carolina. Those are the schools that have that that question about them. Obviously, taking Vanderbilt off the off the map. Kyle Wilson said, "Does Ole Miss make?" More off basketball or baseball currently. Basketball because of the media rights deals that are in yeah. place. Yeah, it's just it's that's not very apples to apples. Yeah. but yes, financially, it, it, we've said this before. It's not an either or at this point, and at this point, it's and and is the answer. If you're sitting in the room talking about the sports, it's not choose the sport. It's it's we have to be. We have to be intentionally competitive in everything. But certainly the five sports that get attention, you've, you, you have to make, they have to matter to you. You have to be always vigilant in trying to be competitive. Frankly, trying to win in those sports. Football, basketball, women's basketball, baseball, and softball, period. If you're phoning in any of those sports, you're doing it wrong. This is the worst we've ever had. Yeah, I don't. I don't. <coughs> I'm not sure I completely understand it. What do you mean? I don't really understand why what motivates people to do this, but yeah. Other than they suck, I mean that's about it. Is there a way to like just completely? Well, it's new accounts. It's new users every time. It's not the same name. They're changed. It's the, the name has changed every time. All right, I'm 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 filing a report. What are you reporting? Unwanted commercial content or spam. Okay. While you're doing that, I'll tell you about Johnson Hill Creamery. They have small batch artisanal cheese and fermentation, charcuterie, bakery, catering, grazing tables, and much more. You can find them at 662-419-9201 or cheese at johnsonhillcreamery.com. They'll have some more cheese classes coming up in the future. You can use you and uh, 12 friends taking advantage of that. Sometimes you get some great gifts with those things as well. So check out their charcuterie boards, their artisanal cheese trays. They make all their cheese locally and in-house here in Oxford. It's on White Oak Lane, just off Molly Bar in Oxford. And again, that's 662-419-9201. Get it? Yeah, I'm trying. Okay. I mean, it will not stop. I'm aware. Yeah. From a podcast standpoint, it's going to be confusing to people. So we, I guess, we just need to deal with it and stop talking about it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, again, we've got we have we have bots on our stream that have completely overtaken the stream where we can't do anything else when we have a problem with it. So, nothing. <laughs> uh, we're also brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. I'm trying to get to my uh, readers here. I apologize. 
Southern Traditions Farm is uh, based in Canton, Mississippi. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton. With two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, there's a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons with trainer Susan Walt to buying your uh, first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions. Under the teachings of one of the best young professionals in the sport, Bowers Cone, Southern Traditions has high aspirations uh, for the future. Along with owners Ben and Hillary Craddock, Southern Traditions has become one of the leading equestrian facilities in Mississippi. For questions or information about lessons, boarding, or sales, please contact Bowers at BowersCone1 at gmail.com or uh, message them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Also brought to you by Bell and Grove. They're um, based out of Chattanooga. They are a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. Bell and Grove specializes in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. that can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. In addition, Bell and Grove can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. Whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. They also provide air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. For more information, call Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people Reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. Call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment, financial financing available at Corinth Dental Dot com. Also brought to you by the Rogue, the Rogue at 4450 I-55 North in Jackson, or the Rogue.com. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. They're stylist hand-select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at the Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. It's again 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or the Rogue.com. And uh, we're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. Are you on the job hunt? Whether you are seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. Whether you're in IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or maybe you don't even know what you're looking for, they can help you. Their goal is to get to know you, your strengths, and see what you're looking for in your next career move to find you the right fit. Using service specialists is free for the candidate. All con- all conversations are kept confidential, so you have nothing to lose by giving them a call. It's 662-832-5138 to get in touch with Will, Sydney, or Kelsey, or check them out at their new and improved we- website, servicespecialistltd.com. Podcast is brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer medicine to your prescriptions at the same time each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, to have what you need when you need it there with GNM. 
Also, they offer right way meds to individually <clears throat> package your medication for those who need that extra step. So take advantage of that. I'm doing it right now, Neil, by the way. Um, I got it. Go ahead. The subscriber thing? No, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I'm doing that. Um, okay. Yeah, GNM, yeah, 662 236 They're on South Lamar and Oxford or on the square in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs. Yeah, I'm switching it right now. If you are not subscribed and you want to post in the stream and you can't, I'm sorry. It's just the way we're going to do this today because we can't make it go away. So, um, I believe it has changed now. So, okay. okay. If this, if the bots are a subscriber only, then we're just kind of screwed for the day. So it is what it is. We've been telling you guys though to hit the bell for a long time. So frankly, true. I mean, you kind of put it on yourself a little bit at this point. That's true. Yeah. So anyway, all right, got it. Uh, we're safe. We're good to go. Hello, all of you. Appreciate you for subscribing. Um, you have you are proving right now that you have absolutely hit the bell. So, yeah, it's true. there's a there's that. Uh, all right, so baseball has been postponed now. The game oh, has tonight it? has will, will not happen. They are going to um, play March twenty third at six thirty p.m. I don't know what day of the week or anything else that is, but that is when they're doing March this. March the twenty third is a Wednesday because it's the day after spring football begins on Tuesday. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. So March 23rd for that. Ole Miss's next game now is tomorrow night at 6.30 against the Alcorn State Braves. They will uh, they'll tackle them tomorrow. I would assume that Jack Washburn will uh, will start tomorrow still. Ole Miss has a little bit of a weird schedule. Um, this helps it because their SEC opener next week is starts on Thursday. They play Auburn Thursday, Friday, Saturday instead of Friday, Saturday, Sunday next week in Auburn. So... I'm trying to figure out the rotation a little bit. Um, they announced a change yesterday. They're going to swap and move John Gaddis until to Friday. They're going to move Derek Diamond to Saturday, and then they are TBD on Sunday this weekend against Oral Roberts. Mike Bianco reporting that yesterday. Um, I don't particularly like it, frankly. Uh, I feel like with Gaddis, you had an above-average Saturday guy. I think you take some of that away from him by moving him to Friday. Um Probably help Derek a little bit, but I don't know that the 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 pendulum or whatever works out necessarily in your favor from a positive standpoint with that. The argument for it is that obviously Fridays are low scoring for a couple different reasons. One, your best pitchers typically pitch on Friday, and then two, the bullpen is the most rested that it is at any point over the course of the weekend. I know it's common sense, but I'm just sort of going through it here for a second. That's that's why you technically do it. But at the end of the day, you're trying to win as many games over the course of a weekend as you can. Um, and, and, and Gaddis was really, really good on Saturday against Central Florida. He throws seven innings, scoreless, gives it four hits, works fast. He, he does get you deeper into games, which I do think would help on Friday. As long as he can do that, I think of any maybe any starting pitching option that Ole Miss has, he will lengthen those starting appearances for you a little bit on day one, which will help the bullpen moving forward. I don't know what more Mike will turn on Sunday. I assume that other than McDaniel, which remains some semblance of an option, Dylan DeLucia, Hunter Elliott, and Jack Doherty are probably the three other ones in consideration. It would also be in consideration should Diamond exit the rotation at any point as well. I, I have no idea where he's leaning. I think we'll get a little bit of glimpse on that, considering they have a midweek next week against South, Southeastern Louisiana. They have the midweek tomorrow against Alcorn State. See how he wants to play through that as well. So there, there are some positives. You know, talking to somebody about this yesterday 
and everybody goes, hey, the, the SEC West, you're not seeing the same amount of studs. You're not seeing as many aces. It's a down year. And maybe it ends up being. And obviously, four teams have been severely impacted by injuries from that standpoint because you've got Landon Sims at Mississippi State. You've got Peyton Paulette at Arkansas. You have the Tidwell kid at Tennessee. And I feel, I feel like there's another one I'm missing as well that's also injured as far as Friday night ace kind of guys. So the injuries have played a role into it. But what's really played a role into it is that we didn't have a 2020 season. So the dudes that typically would be those third-year starters, we've only seen one year of them. They only started pitching last year. So we don't know the names as well. It's probably been the biggest impact from a knowing rosters, from a knowing what you have, from a draft standpoint, from a scouting standpoint, is that the SEC season going away in 2020 took away a ton of starts for guys who would have been freshmen or sophomores, and you start learning names and different things. So I'm not sure the talent is down I just think that we don't know who some of these cats are yet, um, and I think you'll find that out as the as the as the year moves on. But you know, when you look around the league, the injuries have certainly made a uh, a huge difference. Not on the mound, Ole Miss hit by an injury yesterday. Kevin Graham, he jammed his wrist against uh, Central Florida on Saturday. Again, he kind of tumbled over first base when they uh, they had a throw that pulled the first baseman off the bag. Tag kind of came down on him and tripped him up. They were, uh, gave out yesterday, we reported, that uh, it is a small fracture in the scaphoid bone in his wrist. He will have surgery on Wednesday, and the timetable for his return is around four weeks. We'll have a little more on this tomorrow on the show, but uh, I think that four weeks is optimistic from the couple people I talked to. I think that it's more likely it's four to six. Four is possible. They'll get some x-rays, MRIs, see where it's at, but... I had someone tell me that if you're going to say four is possible, you have to say that eight is possible. The, yeah, the, four, the middle is the middle ground is right. Yeah, four to six feels right, but again, we'll 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 talk to some experts. We'll have more on that tomorrow. But Kevin Graham out. I mean, it's a deep lineup. They're they're okay, um, but you know, even if it is four weeks, you're talking about Oral Roberts, Auburn, Alabama, Kentucky, Tennessee potentially during that stretch of time. Tennessee being the big one of the course of that. Kevin Graham, by far the most underrated player on the team from uh, not getting the press clippings that some other guys get and just hits and hits and hits. He's leading Ole Miss in total bases and RBIs, even missing some time over the course of the week. He had started 78 straight games prior to his injury. I mean, it's a it's a big loss. There's no doubt about that. It's a million-order bat that can the ball the ballpark at any point. Ole Miss has a lot of left-handers. They can fill that in a little bit. Huge opportunity for Kemp Alderman. I would assume he's maybe the guy that benefits, if you will, in quotes, the most from Graham being out. But uh, it's a it's a setback. Here's the deal, though. If you're going to do this, you'd much rather it happen on March the sixth than you would any other time well, of the year. April you get 6th. him back. Yeah, you're you going to get him back for the last half of SEC play in the postseason, no matter what. And look, this seating matters. You're trying to get a super regional at home. You're trying to set yourself up with the best thing. But the story of this team is going to be whatever happens in June. It has nothing to do with what happens in in March, other than seating from that standpoint. Um, you know, Ole Miss goes 13 and 17 in the league and is a three seed and goes to Omaha. That's going to be more palatable than them going 21 and 9 and then not going to God, Omaha. So. That'd be one hell of a story, wouldn't it? What's that? 13 and 17. Getting in and then going to run. And then making a run. I'm not sure. I'm not sure rebelgrove.com could handle that. I'm just. The 13 and 17 or the run? The 13 and 17. Might just combust at some yeah. point, right? Just I mean, I, I don't know that I don't know that the site has the infrastructure to withstand some of those game threads. That type of yeah, that 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 feels volatile. 
Well, look, we had a blow up on Saturday. It was a it was a game in early March that was only on ESPN Plus. <laughs> and a certain play happened during this game, and I looked up, and there was like I don't know 178 replies to the stream. It was going, it was fine. This play happened. I come back like five minutes later, and it's at like 364. And I'm like, oh my, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. And it just it fell apart all after that. Yeah, a Saturday game that impacted, Ho-hum. impacted nothing will have no impact on anything at the end of the season. And I think anybody knew that in real time. And still. Yeah, but... but I mean, the odds of going undefeated were really slim. So you figured you were going to drop one eventually. You know, you'd won a real close game the night before. Probably had one coming at that point. Just the way the balance of the sports worked. It is a scaffold fracture, J.M. Yes, that is correct. And yet there was this kind of, it wasn't a meltdown, but it was a boiling. And I was like, whoa. E. This is UCF in March, early March. This isn't LSU or Mississippi State or Arkansas or Texas A&M in a game that would count. You lose a conference game, it counts. You have to evaluate what's going on when you lose two or three conference games in a row. It's it's some soul searching. But a Saturday, one nothing loss in twelve or whatever it was in Orlando. Well, it was a couple different things. It was it was a bunt. <laughs> it was a close game late. It was a managerial decision, and it was a player that they have ire for Mike when he is in the starting lineup. Um it was it was it was ripe on a, a number of counts for the for the blow up. I'm convinced more and more that in the college game, the just take the bunt out of your playbook is not perfect, but it's closer to perfect. It see, I I think you okay. I would not have bunted there. I would have left Calvin in. You let him hit. Statistically, even at the college game, they have shown that. Sure. With a caveat, two caveats. The first caveat is that most of the time they tell you the run expectancy. When you do bunts or don't bunts. That's how the the stat works. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, the issue with that is if you only need one run, they don't do run expectancy off one run. Because if I only need one run, whether I score zero or six is irrelevant. So the six right. is going to impact the run expectancy and not give me a true read off of when run one run is scored. However, though, I don't think that applies to no outs, runner on first. You don't bunt in that situation. And that game was what, sixth inning, seventh inning? Oh no, hell, that was like ninth, tenth later. Okay, I think. okay, yeah. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, that was later on. I okay. think I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Like it all kind of runs together. And you're the road team, so the, the other team. team's going to get the hit. So point being, I still don't think you do it unless the kid literally just cannot hit what's so freaking ever, like 092 or something. Yeah, and strikes out like Kel Baker. I mean, like unless it's like this, this, whatever. Um, I don't think you do it. However, I do wonder if the run expectancy to score one run is higher if you bunt with first and second, nobody out. I do wonder if that is the time that you bunt to score one run. Okay. Because you don't ever need a hit. Right. The problem with the runner on first is you still need a hit either way. Yeah. So just maximize the hit. You're giving an out away. Because if that first guy gets a hit, well, then you have the same damn situation anyway, except there's no outs. Right. That's the... I don't have a problem with first and second, nobody out, and I need, and I need, one, I run. need one run. Okay. Because I can bunt them over, 
depending on the situation, you're trying to avoid the double play, though you bunt them over and they're going to walk the next guy, though that does create a situation where there's no base open and the pitcher has to give in if he falls behind. I'm fine with that. That's really the only time that I'm good with it. The whole bunting early in the game, no, no, no. You just you're that shows it. tightness. You got twenty seven outs. You're giving one away. Yeah. The other thing I was going to mention is that compared to the major league level, college defenses suck, and they bungle it a lot. Now, here's the other side of that: you also bungle it offensively a lot. Yeah. You do not always get them down, as evidence. They pop them up. They foul them back. They, they get, hit them straight back to the pitcher. And people get, turn double plays. Yeah. Just it's stuff. Yeah. It was the I'm, not a, Cole says. I'm not a fan of bunting at all. I just don't bunt. I'm not sure my teams would ever bunt. With the lone exception being I need one run, I'm the home team. Even uh-huh. if I'm the road team, I'm not bunting. Because one run, I might need two. The, that would be the lone exception, would be to move a runner into to third base with less than two outs. We're now a sack fly. The infield has to come in, so I create angles on ground balls, that kind of thing. Jackson says, Chase, the problem with decision was why sub Van Cleve for Harris, one of the best hitters on the team at the moment, worst to worst bunt with Harris. Yes, you bunt with no outs first and second. Because he was just straight sacrificing. I mean, I don't agree with it, but Mike's answer is Van Cleve is the best bunter on the team. So, because once he had made the decision to bunt, he put the best bunter in. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean Van Cleve's going to get it down 100% of the time, but he is the best bunter on the team. There's also a difference in the best bunter on the team during bunting drills and best bunter on the team in live game action. Yes. And it, Izzy, I have no freaking idea, but there is a difference in sure, that. Sure, of course. It's one thing if the dude that you send to the plate is a dynamic bunter. It's just going to – Brett Butler back in the day. Yeah, sure. Dude's going to lay it down. You're good. It's it's done. Listen, we're going to get we're going to give up an out here, but the runners are moving up. Yeah. Okay. If that's not in the equation, if it's like, well, I mean, you know, he's he gets them down sometimes. No, just swing away, man. He might run into one. Make the make the pitcher stress. Maybe he hangs something. Maybe he misses his spot. I mean, it's said chicks the, dig the long ball, man. They don't dig dingers. I mean, bunts. They they dig dingers. And it's said in the thread. I mean, everything Mike does is just under eight microscopes right now. Yeah, everything. I mean, every decision everything. is everything. And it's the irony of this is look, should an SEC West team that Ole Miss rightly or wrongly puts into baseball have a two for twenty or have a one for twenty one standard? No. no, they should not. No, of course not. However. You're not firing Mike based off them losing in 05 and 09. You either have the best baseball coach today that you can have or yes. you don't. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Either he's really, really damn tight and that is causing you postseason failure. Right. Or you go, you know what? No, we've just been really unlucky the last three years. Yep. And I, not my call, thank God. But that is what you're doing. I mean, I get well, all the why, angst. It's why I'm really interested to see what happens this week. I'm I'm interested to see because you're either you either have a program standard, a department standard, or you don't. I'm interested. Yeah. The juxtaposition, if it were to happen, the juxtaposition of nothing happens in basketball 
but a baseball team goes back, let's say it goes back to a super regional and loses again. Yeah, sure. So I, I, I might be the guy that raises the hand to go explain. I'm confused. When they essentially have the same lack of resources, Ole Miss does not have a large network in place for basketball. Ole Miss has severe scholarship issues yeah. in baseball. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not crazy off apples to apples, frankly. No. If you really kind of put it all together. It's a, it's a complicated equation, but you kind of both get to X here. I just think you've hit a point program-wise, athletics-wise, with the SEC and where it is today and all of the money. That if I'm sitting in the room, and I know this is simplistic, but my approach is, hey, we should be winning in all five of the big sports. Yeah, sure. Our goal should be to win, period. Yeah. We're in the SEC. Football, basketball, baseball, women's basketball, softball. Yeah. The rest of it, whatever. Cool. We'd like for you to win. Don't do anything stupid. Don't get in trouble. Do not bring the NCAA to campus. Yeah. If you win, we'll be Prefer that you win. Yeah, sure. But not super hung up about it. I'm not calling Matt Mott in the office and going, you know, you're making the tournament every year, but we're not quite going deep enough. No, no, I'm good. Everything good? Cool. Yeah. I know. Volleyball, I want it to be competitive. But I don't want the NCAA on campus because of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's cool when you win a women's golf national championship, but I'm not sure anybody would notice if you didn't. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that flippantly. There's five sports that get attention. Mm Mm-hmm. That resonate. You 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 can't. I think you have to be. I think you have to be intentionally competitive. Intentionally competitive in all. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark in the SPARC service people across rural communities. Two packages: the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world class broadband. That's NESpark.com. Six six two two three eight three one five nine. Phone service available. Pro controls, network security, and more. So call the office for details. The best internet around. Again, that's 662-238-3159. We are also brought to you by uh, Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors. She sponsors my mailbag, which will be published at some point tomorrow. She serves you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Condos, land, commercial, residential family homes, 662-567-2573-662-842. 3844. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They have a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles, great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. We're brought to you by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, and more. Handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, and amazing candlelit patio. 306 South Lamar, just south of the square courthouse in Oxford. And we're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're thinking about traveling, even though a lot of the COVID restrictions and stuff are starting to uh, to dissipate or go away, there's still some uh, stuff out there. You want to be aware of it as it pertains to testing and um, quarantines and that kind of thing. You want to be aware. You don't want surprises to ruin your trip. So get in touch with John. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. Let him know what you're thinking about doing, and he will give you options, and then he will plan as detailed or as simple a trip as you would like. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or jedwards at regencytravel.net. 
And we're brought to you by Pinnacle, which is home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team. Get in touch with them and they will conduct a complimentary, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. And we're brought to you by the College Corner. It's one-stop rebel shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. The largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. Podcast also brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the events page, see everything going on this week and every week. Also, before you know it, Double Decker will be here. It's a very big weekend in Oxford. You got Grove Bowl, you got Ole Miss Mississippi State Baseball, you've got Double Decker. Tons going on locally there in uh, in April. So go ahead. If you need some hotels, if you need different things, figure out those lodging, figure out those reservations. You probably should go ahead and uh, and get get on with it now. So again, that is visit OxfordMS.com, the events page as well as plenty of options for uh, lodging, restaurants, and much more. Go to the website, visitoxfordms.com. So Calvin Ridley, suspended for one full season. At least. Is it it at least? Mm -hmm. Is that, are they going to? Yeah. I mean, as somebody said earlier, Pete Rose probably goes, yeah, it's pretty light. Um, It's an interesting thing on a a couple different levels. He's being penalized for two things. One being really stupid. Yes. Because it's just really stupid. Um, he placed three bets in November, was what he did, while he was away from the team, by the way. A three-team, a five-team, and an eight-team parlay. Those were the three bets. <laughs> yeah. He placed the bets via a mobile app in Florida where gambling is legal. Sure. It's not a legality question. No, 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 of course not. He bet on the Falcons to win in each wager, which I do – it's less whatever to me. I, I got a point. We're, sure, we're getting there. Sure, sure. That's less to me. Again, he's away from the team. Wasn't doing it anyway. The league determined he used no insider information for the bets, and no one with the team was aware of the bets. Again, still a major no-no. I, I get it. I understand. He's going to be an example for everybody else. They're going to shut it down. Are now. you going to a place where you're going to say Calvin Ridley got screwed? No. Okay. No, no, okay. Because no, no, no. no. I was bracing myself for this take. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um. But I am a little mixed here, I'll be honest. Okay. Uh, Calvin Ridley got punished. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I do believe this. And I'm not doing a whataboutism because I hate that. I hate when you make a straw man argument. Okay. Not you, just yeah. hypothetical yeah. human. Um, I hate that. But the NFL goes pretty lenient on domestic violence. The NFL goes lenient on anything to do with legalities and things off-field for the most part. Yes. They punish the hell out of when you're caught with steroids mm-hmm. and gambling. Mm-hmm. The two things. Yep. Because they jeopardize the on-field product. Yes. That is why they do them. Yes. That is the only reason why they punish those things more than things that, look, have much more societal detriment no than gambling or no anything doubt. along those lines. No doubt. It is because it affects what happens on the field in their purview with whatever. It's because it directly, they turn their heads. It yes. directly threatens the integrity of the game to a point that if it were to get compromised, yes. it potentially ruins everything that you've built. Yes. If the tentacles you, and tributaries are so wide and lengthening during this. This is keeping it real. If you say, hey, guys, there's a zero-tolerance policy for domestic violence or any of those things, which I'm in favor of. Sure, no. Their concern is 
we don't have a bunch of Boy Scouts in our locker rooms. In fact, most of the teams have at least five to ten players who are just bad human beings. Who, if they did not play football, they would be in prison. They're bad people. Yet they can play football at a level that 99.999% of the populace can't even imagine playing. Sure. But this is something that you can put a rule on and go, it's simply not allowed. Sure. Because it's a slippery slope. I was about to say, it, it is the rule and the slippery slope and the fact that it is so stupid that, no, he did not get screwed. Right. However, logically, sure. I don't understand why it is technically a detriment to bet on your team to win. It's the slippery slope off of it that is a problem. So I'm not saying it should be legal. But when I look at this, it's, I go, this, hold on, he bet himself it, to win. So it's this. So he runs up a gambling debt. Right? Sure. Yeah, I said it's all the offshoots. He runs up a gambling yeah, debt, sure. and that makes him susceptible to the guy that goes, hey, Calvin, you have the ability to cost your team a game. Sure. Drop a couple of balls. Yeah. Run the wrong route. Do something that lets Minnesota – Cover the two. Mm-hmm. And we'll make a profit. We'll pay all. We'll forgive your debt. Sure. And now you're trapped. Yeah, sure. 100%. That's, that's the, yeah. it's a simple deal. It's why the, the, when they have that rookie symposium, one of yeah. the very first things they're told is you cannot gamble. You really can't gamble on anything, but you cannot gamble on professional football. They don't want them gambling on the NBA. They don't want them gambling on college football. They don't want them gambling on anything, but the NFL's forbidden. Because you create an opening yeah, sure. for someone to commit the ultimate sin. Sure. I mean, I'm sure the NFL would love nothing more than to take Alvin Kamara and just disregard him, dismiss him. But it's harder to do that. This, when you can prove that a player bet on football. And it was a very easy investigation. It was on his own phone. I mean, you just go, yeah. oh, well, okay. yeah. yeah, well, to his credit, he didn't deny it. When, when, you can, when you can prove it, you have to set that example. You have no choice because it is, it is the entree into – Something happening that takes the king down. So I, I, I wasn't surprised at the severity of the penalty. No, because it was an example penalty. What will be interesting is, were there any other guys involved? Yeah. How many other players are betting on football? And I guess that's my point, is the stupidity of the way he even did it deserved to be punished. Because even if you felt the need, hey, get – your buddy Tom over there to place the bet. I mean, there's so many ways around this to not get individually sure. implicated in sure. this should you want to gamble on sure. football. It directly being so easily traced back to <laughs> yeah. you makes you just an idiot. But but yeah, it's the but it's the big fear. That's a good point. Can he go play in the CFL for a year? Uh I don't know. I guess he could. Better off just to go get in the greatest shape of your life and come back and be ready to play. But just take the L and move on. Yeah. It's a hell of an L. It's a lot of money. 
but that's the deal. I mean, they tell them. They're told over and over and over. It's it's in fine print. Not even fine print. It's in big, bold print. I've said this before. You walk into a Major League Baseball clubhouse, you can't help but see it. You just can't gamble on the sport. And they have all sorts of workshops and such that are about gambling and avoiding it. And It's the big fear. And every... It's the big fear at the college game. I was talking to an SEC official the other day. It's their big concern. It remains the big concern is that that gets compromised. Those people are even more exposed to it. Sure. A uh, bit of a nothing update, by the way, on baseball. They had a meeting on Monday where Major League Baseball told its players the sides would have to agree to a deal by today in order to save all 162 games. That was stupid. It was a complete and utter lie that they had to do that. Um, It's a negotiating tactic when they set these stupid deadlines. A source, however, did say that – this was to ESPN, not to me (laughs) – that um, uh, if they did not get a deal done by today, that they would cancel one more week of the season. So So the first two two weeks. weeks. Yes. But, no, there has been no deadline to cancel 162 games today. There did appear to be some movement on the collective bargaining tax – there was some movement on uh, bigger bases, the shift, all of those things for 2023. Feels like maybe they're starting to figure out that they need a deal. Well, I mean, the, it's the truth. The owners want a deal. They just want the deal to come in about three weeks. How's, uh, how's Carson feeling about the fact that the uh, the Ricketts family might be owning <laughs> Chelsea? He's unhappy. <laughs> 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 the owner of Chicago Cubs is gathering resources um, to bid on Chelsea FC, the Premier League powerhouse that went up for sale last week. It really pisses Carson off on multiple fronts. I mean, and, and, and frankly, when he when I asked him why, the, the argument that he gave was fairly compelling. I, 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 I bought it. I didn't have a hard time tricking, or telling the people at Stanford Bridge that we're going to just tank today. We're, yeah. we're, we're out this season. Sorry. And you have a hard time telling the people at Wrigley, hey, look, we can't go get Carlos Correa because we're paying the soccer player. We've got to get, you know, Nuno or whoever it is from somewhere to come be the, the striker at Chelsea. Yeah. I, that's, tough sale. Yeah. That's a, that, the, the Venn diagram of Chelsea Cub fans. It's this pretty, goes, oh, yeah, I understand. Completely. I mean, there's more than just Carson, but there aren't a bunch of them. Not enough to make decisions based that way. No, it's got a chance to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we don't have the resources to keep Chris Bryant or Javi Baez. But the Sacramento Kings owner is also um, putting in an owner, for, uh, uh, putting in a bid. I rest my case. <laughs> hey, and if I'm a Chelsea fan, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> hey, can we talk to the Ricketts guy again? He sounds better. Yeah, because the Kings, there's not a worse run franchise in, in the NBA. Oh, really? Oh, it's not even close. Really? Yeah. I mean, players joke about it. Like, oh, man, it could be worse. You could be a king. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so those are the two options for American sports that appear to be uh, – gathering up the money for separate bids for uh it's a tremendous amount of money right it's no several idea. billion dollars is it i think so 
I think sometimes we hear those of us who don't passionately follow the English Premier League, I, I don't think we fully understand its power. In much the same way, probably, that if you live in Madrid, you don't understand how big of a deal the NFL is. Because the English Premier League is the only professional sport that can even get into the same stratosphere with the NFL. Sure. From a money and fan following, fan passion standpoint. It's the only one. No one else even comes close to it. College football gets near it. That's it. English Premier League is so much bigger than Major League Baseball from a global interest standpoint that it's it's not it's not comparable. Um interesting here just from again I wouldn't I mean nobody's freaking out necessarily but Corral's pro day is going to determine what goes on at this point for him one yeah. way or the other. Um Sure. If anything, though, he's kind of fallen even more out of the combine by not throwing. Uh, the athletic, Dane Brugler, he put out his mock draft this morning, and he has Corral falling all the way to 52. 52? 52. Um, has the Steelers taking him in the second round. Wow. Um, What's this based on? I think they just have no information at this point, and Pickett and Willis both showed well. Yeah. To the, Other than the hand size thing. No, Pick, Pickett was good in Mobile and Indiana. They still have Pickett 11 to the Commanders. They have Willis to the Saints at 18. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go look in a second and see what they had the Steelers doing in the first round. They even had the Sam Howell going to the Colts at 47. Um, so, again, as of right now, that is. That would be a disastrous fall for, for, for Matt. It would take him. They have Desmond Ritter at 32 to the Lions. It would take Matt. Yeah, Ritter ran so well. It would take Matt. A full second contract to make up for that. They have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking a guard from Boston College in the first round. So if the Steelers bypass quarterback in the first round, offensive line seems the most likely position they will address. Blah, 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 blah. He also has a change at the top. He believes the Jaguars are going to pass on Evan Neal and take Ikem Aquanu, the tackle out of North Carolina State, instead. Oof. They, uh, they believe that Evan Neal will fall to number four to the New York Jets. It's good news for Zach Wilson. Yes. <laughs> Zach Wilson says in. They have Hutchinson going to Detroit. They still believe that Detroit is going to take him because he's a hometown kid. And uh, Detroit Lions, ladies and gentlemen. Teams lose for a reason. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? You give teams chances to suck, and they take advantage of those yeah. chances. I mean, sometimes. The same, sometimes the same teams lose year after year for a reason. And then a really big push since the combine, Trayvon Walker, the edge out of Georgia, could go as high as number three to the Texans. Yeah, he had that incredible 40 and yeah. the vertical and all that stuff. And Yeah. yeah so. All right, podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting processing is done in Memphis. So you're going to look at underwriting and understand your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products, same great services, same people. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4444. 29. We're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford has been serving the Oxford area 
for uh, almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. Laymansfinejewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. We're also brought to you by Automation and Control Systems, LLC, ACS. Owned and operated by Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design, electrical control, panel solutions, and so much more. It's a full-service AutoCAD services provider, full-service fiber optic cabling solution provider. If you'd like to learn more, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. Overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. It looks like uh, the weather's going to be pretty good this weekend, a little chilly at times, but good good weather. So uh, Ole Miss and Oral Roberts, looks like that's going to happen, and Dead Soxie has a home run deal you don't want to miss. Watch the Ole Miss Oral Roberts baseball series with anticipation of the the out-of-the-park sales event from Dead Soxie at the conclusion of the series on Sunday. Dead Soxie will discount match the number of home runs the Rebels hit over the three games with a multiplier of 10 as a percentage discount. The maximum's capped at 60%, but if the Rebels hit six home runs in the series, the promo code will activate for 60% off, five home runs, 50% off, etc. Home run sale will run from the conclusion of the game on Sunday until midnight on March the 20th. So spring into action. Take advantage of this incredible offer. Go to deadsoxy.com. Use the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout to receive the home run sale percentage off all orders. And we're brought to you by BroThrow. A lot of uh, college basketball games getting played all over the place right now. Tournaments everywhere. The SEC tournament starts tomorrow. Big East, Big Ten, Big 12, Conference USA, you name it. They're playing tournaments. And that's brought to you by BroThrow. It's a social sports betting network free to use. Uh, go to uh, BroThrow.com and place a bet. It's a really cool, fun way to bet. No third party, no juice. Over time, that saves you money. You can start your own group, make friends, invite your friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. You can take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more again at BroThrow.com. If you love eating shrimp but don't particularly like choosing the right options at the store or cooking it at home, you're not alone. Most frozen shrimp available at the store is raised and processed 8,000 miles away and subject to poor, poor farming practices. Don't want a bad option ruin dinner for you. Choose New Orleans-based PrimeShrimp.com. Take pride in the shrimp you eat. They've been peeling and processing shrimp for 70-plus years. I know how to do it right. That's PrimeShrimp.com. Risk-free purchase, money-back guaranteed. Ship straight to your door. Use code MPW for $20 off your first order. Remember, it is freezer to plate in fewer than 10 minutes. Uh, ESPN listing the uh, top, or the most sorry, the most overrated and underrated free agents at each uh, position. As we uh, kind of a, a, a bow on yesterday, the uh, one Mitchell Trubisky, the most overrated quarterback on the market per ESPN. The most underrated, kind of interesting, says Marcus Mariota. Said that Mariota is the most alluring free agent quarterback on the market, which says a lot about the options out there. But there has to be a choice. It's him. 
He's only played one meaningful game in the last two years, but had an 82.1 PPF grade. And, um, you know, prior season's not overly terrible. So a mid-tier option there if somebody's just looking for a quarterback from a free agent market with uh, with Mar- Mariota. We had a question earlier. It was a super chat. It was when we were having our bot issues. Uh-huh. The question was, with the super chat, was does Amari Abrams' commitment have an impact on Kermit Davis's future? Okay. I don't know. I don't think so. Yep. Okay. I, I took it as a sign that if he returns, it is going to be a very major PR talking point that if you do a little fuzzy math, they sign three, four stars in the class. Yeah. I took Amari's commitment as a sign that he was assured that nothing was happening. That the did staff, you really? I did. That the staff was good. And again, that, that is my anticipation. Yeah, sure. Me too. I mean, I freely admit that I could be wrong. Something could happen. I believe the same. I mean, you know, Keith Carter's pretty close to the vest, pretty tight-lipped. Um, I can tell you that if something's happening, it's going to be a surprise to pretty much everyone involved. So my anticipation is that nothing is going to happen. I agree. That there's going to be statement made and stuff like that. I mean, I, I, I do think this. You can... You do have to extend the contract to four years. You you can change buyout language or just not roll over the buyout, but you do have to do the contract thing. So they're going to have to put out a a release of some sort that talks about it, and they'll spend it in a positive way, of course. But and Kermit's got to agree to that if you want to change the buyout. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, if I'm them, I'm like, hey, look, man. These are your options. These, th- this is the option. Not really a debate. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I think Abram, in the event that it even came up, obviously got assurances. At bare minimum, they op- they are operating as usual. And it's possible that he's thinking, hey, you know, I can commit, and if something happens, I can decommit. Sure. No skin in the game. And even if he signed and then something happened, typically you let Signes out of their yeah. letter. So short answer is I think he – Probably was it's probably a sign that nothing's happening. And full answer is I don't know that he cares. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that list, real quick, one Ole Miss mentioned they have Evan Ingram as the most overrated tight end on the market at this point. Said he's entering twenty eight. He's twenty eight years old, entering the twenty twenty two season. The paragraph team should be careful with expecting Ingram to play a major role in their offense. He's earned a single season PFF grade above sixty five just once in his five years in the NFL. In 2021, he was one of the three lowest-graded tight ends in the league with a 53.5 overall mark. He's failed to live up to his first-round status, but is still projected to receive top-10 tight end money on an annual basis in free agency. Did not play particularly well last year. Yeah. Had some drops. Yeah, he's, had, he's had some hands issues there was for some, most of his career. There was some frustration with him from a blocking standpoint. There was some frustration with him last year about route running. So, Still one hell of a dude. Oh yeah, great yeah yeah, one of the one of my favorite guys that I think I've ever covered. I watched that clip last night of Chattanooga, and I mean you're 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 obviously excited for them, but my eyes always go to the Furman kids that are just like laying all over the floor. Like yeah, I actually sure. feel worse for them than I do excited for any Chattanooga kid because I have no skin in the game either way. Like sure. it, it, where it's like, gosh, that sucks. Like there's certain thing to getting beat by the buzzer beater that is worse than hitting the buzzer beater. 
It's interesting always this time of year because the, the coach at Chattanooga, whose name escapes me right now, he's becoming kind of a hot commodity. The young coach, I think it's Drew Valentine, who's only like 31 years old at Loyola, Chicago. Yeah. You know, they won their conference tournament again. He gets some buzz already at this pretty tender age of 31 in terms of being a head coach. And, and it's always kind of interesting. You can sort of see a star born. I mean, I remember covering – Wisconsin-Milwaukee against Alabama in the first round of an NCAA tournament game in Cleveland. Yeah. And Milwaukee just ran circles around Alabama that day, and Bruce Pearl was the coach there. I remember thinking, that dude's going places. And he did. Yeah, so that's part of the fun of this time of year is names pop up on the radar that you remember for a while. Grant Grant McCasland at North Texas, a name to watch. Um, um, The guy at Murray State done a phenomenal job they're really good you know for a little while they were well it was just you know jaw no they're good you know, jaw's not playing there anymore yeah and they're they're winning big uh florida in the next four out entering from Lenardi, that is a bad place to be because it only gets worse from here because of teams getting bubbles burst it's a&m in that mix too. they're in the same next four out yeah so I, it feels like six it it feels like for both a&m and florida I made this. I think I did this yesterday. The Bobby Flay thing. It feels like that. They got to go through each other, and then and then the winner takes a shot at the king. Yeah, and and if you get it, I think they're in. You think you move up two lines if you get it? Yeah, I think you're in a play-in game. Well, whatever. But you're in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I think if either Texas A&M or Florida is playing on Friday or Saturday, I should say. Yeah, that means that they beat whoever. You know, Florida beat A and M, or A and M beat Florida, and then the, the other one knocked off Auburn on Friday afternoon. Yeah, I think they'd go into Saturday in the tournament. I do. Well, sure. already has the four one seeds: is Arizona, Kansas, Gonzaga, and Baylor as your four ones. Arizona, Kansas, Gonzaga, and Baylor. That is correct. Who are the twos? Uh, the twos are Wisconsin, Duke, yeah. Auburn, and Kentucky. Yeah, that's about right. Where does he have uh, Tennessee as a three or four? So they have Kentucky as a two. They have them in the uh, – it doesn't really matter what bracket they no. have them in. Uh, let's see. They have Auburn as a two. Growing up. They have Texas as a five. That's kind of an interesting five. Yeah. Uh, they have Houston as a five. They have Memphis as an 11, one of the last four buys before having to play the play-in game. They have Memphis opening with Ohio State. That would be kind of an interesting first game. Yeah, I'd watch. Yeah, that would be, be, be all right. Uh, North Carolina is an eight for anybody curious. They have Murray State, by the way, a nine seed. Yeah, they, all the way up at a nine. They're legitimately good. At a nine. Yeah. Um, let's see. LSU a six. Yeah. Tennessee a three. Yeah. Arkansas probably a five. Arkansas is a four. Four, yeah. And Alabama's a five. A five. Yep, a yeah. five. They have them opening in a 5-12 game against South Dakota State. Oh. The Jackrabbits. Is that right? Yeah, I think that is right. Usually pretty scary. Yeah. UCLA Iona in a first round game. Oh, I'd watch. Yeah. So anyway. They have Tennessee opening against Princeton for anybody who cares. Oh, they'd be right up Tennessee's alley. Slow this thing now. Let's play some defense. Well, they, let's, they, yeah, yeah. They, Princeton's let like, us get athletic. Princeton's we, like, is there any way we can get Alabama instead? We have yeah. a shot. <laughs> yeah. They'd have a shot. Yeah. Tennessee's not I, the I don't think Princeton would have a good shot against Tennessee. I don't, I wouldn't like that matchup yeah. for them. Anyway, Tennessee Tennessee can defend you right out of a game. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, again, baseball canceled tonight. Six thirty now on March twenty third instead of six thirty tonight. Ole Miss. The weather looks better. They will play Alcorn State tomorrow night at six thirty against the uh, the Braves. We'll have any update to you there. Again, a little more on Kevin Graham tomorrow. And whatever else pops up between now and then. So check rebelgrove.com in the meantime. Yeah, a lot of recruiting at rebelgrove.com, um, too, as well. In the message board, the community, if you will. And we will talk to you again.